Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So today, you guys find me. I'm actually in my car. I'm driving. I have some uh, flowers, some plants that my daughter, my youngest daughter, Kyra, asked me to take care of while she's living in California. And when she get married, she's going to come get these plants. So I done transplanted these things. They were growing fine until I cut down the tree that gave them shade. Why did I do that? Those flowers are not meant for full sunlight. <laughs> they are not happy. They are not happy getting burned up in all of that sun. So I'm just coming to buy like some, just some quick like tomato screen or something so I can put up a little enclosure over it. You know, the plants are used to um, filtered sun. I hope you don't mind. It's, it's, it's a... Uh, it's almost 90 degrees out here. I got the window open in the car. But anyway, hey, I wanted to come on right quick and make this message. And again, the Lord has blessed me. I got the title, right? The title is, well, maybe I don't. I had a title a second ago. <laughs> All right, hold on. What's the title, Lord? What's the title? I just had the title. Say, so what was it? Is God... Okay, is God is he God or is he not God? Man, I just had the title. That's I'm running my mouth. At any rate, I have a title, right? Is he God or is he not God? It's something like that. All right. So anyway, what this is coming from, the scripture that this coming this is coming out of, and don't mind me because now I'm driving through the parking lot at Home Depot. You can hear the trucks in the background and whatnot, but don't worry, I'm I'm being safe. I'm only driving like one mile an hour. All right, in a hot second, I'm gonna find me a nice little spot to park in. Yup, right here by the McDonald's. And then we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. All right, here we go. Let me park my car. Let's get at it. Y'all know how we do it. This is a live and dynamic podcast, right? So I don't know how many times I gotta say it, but wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down, right? Wherever I get it, that's why I spit it. So let's hit it. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. First Kings 18, 21. First Kings 18, 21. And it says, and Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. I see already, I'm gonna have to pray. <laughs> Father God, thank you so much for this word, God. Oh God, thank you for this word, God. To come on right quick and give to your people, God. God, I pray that you would encourage your people through this message, God. I pray that you would find fertile hearts, Lord, that this word will fall upon fertile ground, Lord God. And yes, that it would grow some 30, 60, 100 fold, God. I pray that faith would be released in this word, God. Hallelujah. I pray that faith would be released in this word, Father, in the name of Jesus for all those that open it and listen to it, God. I pray you give them the faith. Hallelujah. 
Give them the ears to hear what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. And the eyes to see what you're doing in their lives, Lord God. I pray this thing in the name, the mighty name of Jesus, your son. And we consider it done. Amen. So let's check this out. So basically you have this, this, this account in the Bible, right? So you had Elijah, who is a prophet of the Lord. And then you had the prophets of Baal, which are basically a bunch of fake phony prophets you know, representing the false God, which is really Satan under one of the many names that Satan has all throughout the world, all throughout the countries, all throughout the ages, right? Because spirits don't age. So people live and they die, but these these spirits, they, they live, right? So for centuries, they just change different names. It's the same evil spirits. It's the same old lying devil. Don't get it fooled. Don't get it twisted, right? So what happened was, you know, if for those of you that know this account, you know it. If you're a new to the Lord, you're a baby Christian, maybe you don't know this, but what happened was Jezebel, the queen, was married to Ahab, the king, the most evil rulers, you know, Israel ever had, the most evil. And Jezebel brought in all types of idolatry and witchcraft and magic and, you know, her, her own evil gods and whatnot, right? Of course, the Lord was not happy. And what happened was they implemented all of these ungodly practices which the nation followed the nation followed these things right so even though they were brought up in god's ways and by god i mean the lord jesus christ even though they were brought up in the ways of the lord now they've been introduced to this false doctrine this evil doctrine which is drawing people away from the lord to worship what the lord already knows those things are not God. They're, they're the fallen angels that got booted out of heaven, right? And have been doomed to go straight to hell at the set time, right? At a, at a set time, they are going to hell. So anyway, that's, that's what these things, all of these other gods, it's like Satan is playing a shell game, right? You know, the shell game where there's three shells and there's like a little... Uh, maybe a ping pong ball underneath it, right? It's a little game. You can play it for money or whatever. And they're like, okay, guess guess which one of these shells, you know, the ball is under, right? And they spin the, they spin the shells around real fast and whatever, and then you pick, right? And it's, it's kind of hard to pick the right one because, you know, it, it, they're spinning it around so fast, it plays tricks with your mind, with your eyes. You can't tell, right? And that's what the devil's doing, right? He's created all of these different religions, 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 religions. So, you know, people like choice and they pick which religion suits them. Right now, see this message. I'm telling you, this message is not how I started to do it. Right. But Holy Ghost is good. He's going to lead this message where it needs to go. And I'm going to say what needs to be said. And that's that. OK, so anyway. So people pick, and this is the problem with religion. See, Christianity is not a religion. It's just not, right? The problem with religion is that it's man-made. All religion is man-made, and all religion is actually based and rooted from Satan. It's an evil thing. Why? If it didn't come from the Lord, if it's not showing you the way to the Lord... And the Bible says the only way to the Father is through the Son. So if it's not teaching you that, then it is evil. It is evil. 
I don't care. I mean, hey, you, you started off in Catholicism or this or that or whatever. And people get real upset about religion. They get real upset, right? But that's what it was supposed to do. It's supposed to make people very upset. It was created by Satan. Religion was created by Satan to deceive people and draw them away from the gospel. Now, why would Satan do that? Why or oh why would he do that? Remember, Satan was Lucifer, he is Lucifer, right? He was an anointed uh, archangel, right? The anointed cherub. He lived in heaven. He was in God's presence. He was there. The fallen angels, now called Satan's angels or Lucifer's angels, right? Though They were in God. They were there. Then they tried to take over. They got booted out. God cursed them and doomed them, right? So by doom, I mean there was a judgment like in a court. That's what doom means, right? You doomed them. It's like, boom, that's one definition, right? You've been judged at a set time. You're going to hell. That's that. They're going to hell, right? They don't want people. You have to understand. If you take the true account, which is the biblical account of how man was created. Man was created from clay. Basically from dirt, right? And God Almighty breathed the breath of life into his nostrils and he became a living soul. So these, these beings, these angels, these fallen angels that have been around since before the beginning of time, they understand what humans are. Some little creation that God made out of dirt and blew life into it. And not only that, but He's given us, he's given them the opportunity to be his children, but even the angels are not his children. What? And you've given them eternal life? Oh no, Satan hates humans. He hates humans. All of the fallen angels, they hate humans. So you have to understand. So and and they think that, you know, it hurts God also because God loves us, God being the Lord Jesus the Father, the Holy Spirit, because they love us. So if we can hurt humans, then we can hurt God indirectly, right? Um, and they're gonna pay for that. But at any rate, this is where the whole religion thing come from, right? If there was just the one true faith, right? Which leads people to the Father and the only way to the Father is through the Son, that would be one thing. But Satan said, oh, no, 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 that's too easy. No, 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 right? It's not right, it's not fair. Absolutely not. No way. So what he do? He's the deceiver, right? I'm going to make a whole bunch of things. I want to be worshipped. I'm going to make a whole bunch of different religions. And I'm really at the center of all of those religions. That way I'm actually getting worship because I want to be a God. I'm actually really getting worship and I'm deceiving humans. Ha ha. They worship me their whole lives and then they die and they get the same punishment that we get. They're going to go burn in the lake of fire because Satan already knows there's only one God. He already knows. But see, humans don't know. Humans don't know. Right? They don't know. Right? And so they have all of these different choices to choose from. And that's what humans do. People say when they listen to the gospel, right? Your heart is all is already soft to the gospel, right? You listen, you're convicted, you're moved. You're like, oh man, I remember being a kid going to vacation Bible school. And I remember one, this always stuck in my mind. I remember one day I went to church 
And uh, I heard, uh, you know, you're in church. You always hear about the story of Jesus. It's church, a Christian church, right? And I just remember I was crying. I just started crying. And I was just saying, thinking like, they killed that man. He didn't do anything wrong. And they killed him. That they killed him. That's so messed up. And I was just sitting there crying. See, you know, the word of God will find a heart like that. And the, the, the seed of faith will go in. It'll go in. It'll take root and it'll grow. And now we see how many years later, right? You know, I'm I'm a man of God. I, I belong to Jesus. That's it. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't leaving the Lord. I'm not leaving the Lord, right? Or, you know, it'll find another heart that's, that's like, you know what? Uh, I kind of believe that there's a God, but no, God's a loving God. You know, he wouldn't send people to hell. That's not God. God wouldn't send people to hell. The God I know wouldn't even create a hell like that. What kind of God would do something like that? Right. And for those people that don't receive the gospel, why? It's scary. It is scary to think that there's a God who's holy, who's perfect and is going to judge you. Right. Right. An unperfect being and somehow you got to get in this this god's good graces otherwise you're gonna you're gonna be sent to hell and you have no control over it that's a scary thought it's scary right but the message of the gospel per se is not scary because he gives you a way out he lets you know that you're guilty but that he already paid the fines for you all you got to do is Repent, you know, own up to your, the fact that you're a sinner. You broke his laws and trust in his son, Jesus. That's it. You know, he'll give you Holy Spirit. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will help you live your life because you can't live your life. But the spirit of Christ in you will help you walk out your life in Christ. Do you understand that? Without the Holy Spirit, you can't do it. It's not possible. You're human. You can't do it. But the spirit of Christ, Christ was the one that walked it out perfectly. The spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, he will help you. Jesus said point blank to his disciples, do not leave this city, right? Until my father gives you the helper, which he promised. The helper is Holy Spirit, right? Holy Spirit is the helper. He will help you to live a godly life. Without Holy Spirit, you can't do it. You're, in other words, you're just trying to do it on your own and your own abilities and that won't work. Why? Because you're not righteous. You're not holy. You don't even know how to be holy. I don't even know how to do that, right? But Holy Spirit does know. And Holy Spirit said that he tells you what he heard the Father say. So the things that the Father said in heaven that's what the holy spirit relates holy spirit doesn't talk about himself he will always point to the father he will always point to jesus he's going to always point you to the word of god holy spirit does not talk about himself right but he is here to seal you as a christian so when you become the lord's holy spirit is given boom, he comes into you right he seals you for the day of christ so when the angels in the Bible, I'm not going to go into all these scriptures, but the Bible talks about the end of the age, how the angels are here and they're looking, right? They're looking for those that are marked. They're marked. They can see who belongs to the Lord and who doesn't. 
even if these people have been sitting in a church for a long time, swear up and down that they know God, even though they're not living according to the word of God, and or they're saying things that are contrary, like flat out contradicting to what Jesus Christ himself said, which is an evil thing, right? He'll forgive you if you confess that, but just saying it's an evil thing. If God says this is an evil and a wicked thing and you say, no, this is a good thing and God wouldn't say such a thing. I'm going to go ahead and teach my people that this is a good thing. Eh, that's evil. And you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to repent for that. OK, it's not about your emotions. It is about God's word. God's word is the only thing that's going to stand in this entire place. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot or tittle of the word of God will change. It won't change. Don't you understand when there's a new heaven and there's a new earth, God's word is still the same. He's not gonna destroy this word and give a new word. No, this word, this word, this word, this word is eternal. It's never going to change, okay? So how you or I may feel about the word, you know, God gives us that right. He gave us free will. You can feel about it however you want to feel about it, but don't get it twisted, right? God is God, and you either line up with what he says, and it doesn't just mean like, well, God said, you know, God said homosexuality, and he does say it, right? It's an abomination, right? This is, this is, this is an evil thing, right? You know, men burning with passion for men, women burning with passion for women. He says that, right? Now, he don't expect you to just you know, roll over and be like, okay, God, okay, yep, you're right. No, he doesn't. And that's where people get it messed up. God says in the Bible, I believe it's in Isaiah, come now, let us reason together, right? Though, though your sins be as red as scarlet, I'm going to wash them white as snow, right? God gave you a brain to think. He wants you to think about these things. But see, you just thinking about it on your own, or you just, you know, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord. Lean not unto your own understanding. See, if a human is just trying to lean unto their own understanding, you're not going to arrive at the godly conclusion. Why? Because you cannot. You're an ungodly person, right? You're not holy. You're not righteous. There's only one that's holy. There's only one that's righteous. And only he can help you. Now, if you bring that to the Lord respectfully, not like one of these foolish people that's standing up on a mountain, you know, demanding that the Lord give them an answer or strike them dead to prove his existence. Foolishness. Foolishness. If you're one of those people, please repent. <laughs> okay. That's some foolishness. Don't put the Lord your God to the test. Don't tempt him. Right? It's foolishness. Okay? But you can bring it to God respectfully. Even if you don't really know him yet, you could just say something like, oh God, you know? You know, I, I I hope you hear me, right? I mean, this is realistic, right? If you don't know God, it's one thing. Like when I first started praying to God, I remember saying like, God, if you're real, you know, if you're real, that means heaven is real. That means Jesus is real. That also means hell is real and the devil is real. You know, but I wasn't disrespecting him because I said, if you're real, I was just trying to ascertain whether he was real or not. But I had enough faith at least to reach out to start the dialogue, right? And in a sense, actually, the Lord started it first, right? God started it first with what he did on the cross, right? Father started it first by sending Jesus, by sending Holy Spirit, right? 
Jesus went on the cross and died for you, right? Holy Spirit came down here. He comes to live inside of us, right? So God Almighty actually started the dialogue first. God always initiates and our role as humans is to respond. So I was responding to something that the Lord did thousands of years ago. I was now responding. And it wasn't disrespectful because I said, if I was trying to figure out, I was trying to reason, reason, reason. So if there's things that you don't agree on, you can respectfully just bring it to God. Oh, God, you know, I read in the Bible, it says this is an abomination. This is an offense. God, why is that? You can just you can just ask him, God, why is that? I don't understand. Please help me understand. Please explain it to me. Please help me understand. He might explain it in that moment. You might get a word of knowledge in that moment, or he may just have you keep seeking him on the matter, and then he'll send people across your path that will give you a different perspective. And with that perspective, he'll bless you with understanding. Okay? And then you'll understand why he said what he said, right? So it's not a sin to have your own idea about something. But if you start judging God and, you know, you're making your own God, God wouldn't do this and God wouldn't do that. What type of a loving God would do? So? See, that, that, that's a whole different thing altogether. That's a whole different thing altogether, right? Pump your brakes there, okay? Check yourself. So anyway... There's this story, like I said, going back to the original. This is, it is what it is. And there's the alarm because it's the first day of the new month. Okay. I hope, anyway, you can hear the alarm in the background. But this is good. This is good. So basically there's a battle, right? Elijah go, he calls all the people together because these people, they knew the ways of the Lord. But then they were introduced to this false religion and they went with what they wanted to go with, you know? Oh, this religion seems, you know, it seems more like what we like. You know, this God's not going to, you know, judge us and send us to hell and this and that. Oh, you know, they're going to give us a lot of money and we can do this and we can have, you know, as much sex with other people as we want. You know, it is no talk about sin. We want this God, right? So basically, Elijah, there's a big battle that goes on and Elijah's like, look. How long are you going to have two minds about this, right? Either the Lord is God or Baal is God. If the Lord is God, then follow God. If Baal is God, then follow Baal, right? But let's get it together. Time to stop going back and forth. Either God is God or he's not God. That's that. And, and what we have to look at is this. It's really our definition of God, right? This is for mature Christians, right? And baby Christians, right? So there's this thing where, you know, you get complacent. People get complacent after they kind of know you for a while. And, you know, they they kind of put a, a certain filter on you, right? Which doesn't mean that's really how you are. But that's how they perceive you. So you read in the Bible about God, about him being holy. And you say, yeah, he's God. And you may even say, yeah, the Lord is God. The Lord is God, right? But is he really God in your mind? Is he really God? Because if he's really God, if you really understand that he is God, then if then, then there's certain things that you're not going to worry about. Why? 
Because think about it. If you just stop and think, just kind of back up. If you think about God, God, a real God, a real God should be all-knowing. I think we could all agree on that. A real God should be all-powerful. I think we can agree on that, right? A, a real God has all power. A real God can do anything that he wants to do. And again, a real God knows everything. So a real God sees everything. A real God hears everything. A real God knows everything. There's nothing that a real God does not know. A real God has no limitations. That's a real God. But then many in the body of Christ, we don't look at God like that. Now you might say, pull, pull, pull. yes, I do. I look at the Lord like that. No, you do not. You know how I know. And you know how you'll know. Why? How often do you worry? Right? How often do you worry about stuff? How often are you walking in fear about stuff? How often are you walking in stress about stuff? See, that right there, you can run your mouth all day long and tell me and everybody else, no, I really believe that the Lord is God. But see, your actions speak differently. Now, where is this coming from? Mike, where is this coming from? So I recently shared with you all an experience that I had with the Lord where it was like he gave me like a he showed me like a snapshot of himself it wasn't a visual it was internal I just all of a sudden I just knew it was like I was experiencing the vastness of the Lord how vast he is it was like he was the whole universe and just he just went on and on and on forever it was amazing amazing and I didn't feel scared I was aware of how tiny I was before him next to him, inside of him, but I wasn't afraid. I felt safe, you know, and just, just amazed in awe. And the, and the Bible says in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And then I understood, I understood because in his presence, all sighing flees away. Sighing and sorrow shall flee. There's a scripture that says all, all sighing and sorrow shall flee. It just fleed away. Why? You, you can't focus on nothing else. He, he's so amazing. He's so everything. It just takes everything away. There is no worry. There's no fear. There's no nothing. And then when you understand what the Bible says, the Bible says that he foreknew you. He predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son. He foreknew you. In other words, before you existed, because he's God and he knows everything that's ever going to happen, he knew everything that you and I would ever do. Anything that he might say was good, anything that he would say was wicked, he knew it all. And then after that, he said, you know what? I love them. I choose them. I choose him. I choose her. You know, I choose him to be my son. Michael, I choose Michael to be my son. You know, I choose Marsha to be my daughter, right? He chose you. He chose me. He did it first. And then the Bible says, those whom he foreknew, he justified. What does that mean? He justified you. He, he said he made you right with him. You're justified. In the Navy, we used to have this thing we call omni-domni. It's like omni-domni, it's done, right? You know, it's, it's almost like an omni-domni type of thing, right? If you're a Navy person, you listen, you're going to understand what I'm saying, right? He said it. You wasn't right with him. I wasn't right with him. Why? Because we're not perfect. We're not holy. We're sinful on our very best day. 
we are sinful. But only the Lord God can say, you're right with me. You're right with me. I justified you. And thus he did. He said, those whom he foreknew, he justified. Right? You can't earn justification. He did it. He did it. Of his free will, he chose you. He knew what you was going to do, and he chose you anyway. And then the scripture says, those that he justified, he glorified. So he imparted unto us as believers. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, this is not a part. This is not for you, okay? It can be for you if you come to Christ. But I'm telling you, if you're not in Christ, if you're not a Christian, this is not for you. You're, you're the person that's on the outside it's winter time. It's Christmas time. You know, there's a fireplace going on the inside. Man, there's ham and turkey and, you know, all the sweet potato pie and everything. And people are inside loving and laughing and they got hot cocoa and they're just so happy. And you're outside the window looking in lonely, alone, right? Cold and wet and tired. And you wish I wish I could, you know, I wish I wish that was my family. You know, I, I wish I knew those people. I wish I was a part of this house. I wish I got invited in there. Right. That's you on the outside. But the good news is that, hey, the owner of that house loves people. And he will just invite you in. If he knew you was out there, he'd just be like, hey, 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 hey come on in. You can come on inside. Come on. And we're going to invite you into the fam. We're going to invite you in. Yeah, go ahead. Get you some food as much as you want to eat. Right. The table has been set. You're just looking at it from the outside and you don't even have to do that. You can actually come on in and eat. Amen. You can. <laughs> you can. But anyway, listen. There's those that believe in the Lord and there's those that believe in some version of God that the devil has offered them because it's more palatable to them. And for those of you that have chosen the Lord, I'm saying, listen, you really have to examine yourself first john you really got to examine yourself and see whether you're really believing that the lord really is god because if he's god then you don't understand and see what i'm going to encourage you to pray for is understanding understanding now before that event that i had that supernatural event recently with the lord before i had that event i worried why did i worry I worried because I felt justified in worrying. Even though the scripture says, do not worry, I felt very justified in worrying. Hey, I got all of these bills. You know, I don't got the money to pay all of these bills or whatever. Oh, you know, this and that's going on in my life. Lord, you know, I felt justified. My soul felt justified in worrying or being fearful. But then... After I had that encounter with the Lord and he gave me understanding. See, once I understood, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lord, you telling me that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You've actually really provided everything for me. It's really provided. I may not see it with my eyes, but that doesn't mean anything. You really have provided it for me. Oh, wow. And it's going to come. When I need it, it's there. It's going to manifest. I, you just took away my need. I really don't have a need to worry anymore. And what I'm understanding now is the Lord just, 
he, he just took it. He just took away my need for worrying. And I, I don't know that you can understand this if you haven't experienced this yet. But I'm telling you, pray for understanding on this, right? He took it away from me. I literally don't have a need to worry. It doesn't mean that my circumstances haven't changed. It doesn't mean that, hey, you know, that I don't have more bills than I have money. It doesn't mean that at all. But now that I understand, he looked at my whole life. He chose me and said, yes, you, Michael, I love you. I chose you to be my child. You're mine. Here, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Here, I've given you every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. Here, I've given you everything, everything, everything. You don't need to worry. Why? Because I took care of it already for you. See, now I understand that. If I even if my mind even starts to worry just a little bit, and this is really what sparked this podcast. I was doing something earlier in my mind. It was only, oh, it might have been two seconds. A worry popped in about something. Oh, about the future. Oh, you know, look at what's going on with the government. Oh, where am I going? What country am I going to need to move to and buy property so that my family can be safe? I, I didn't even get to finalize those thoughts. The Holy Spirit, just as clear as they said, I've already provided that for you. Boop, it was gone. The worry was gone. Every time I even start to worry, it just, bloop, it's gone. It's like he literally, it's almost like he gave me a surgery. Like he cut me open and took out my worry bone or whatever organ would be specifically designed to create worry and anxiety and fear. It's like he just took it out. Bloop, you don't need that anymore. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Why? Because now I understand what he said. It really is true. Right. He really did provide everything that you need. You don't have to worry. Even if you look in your bank account and it's not there, your father has provided all your needs. That's what Jesus said. You don't have to worry. Look at the birds. Jesus wasn't just saying this stuff to say it. He was imparting wisdom. Right. Look at the birds of the air. They don't toil. They don't spin. They don't have jobs and whatnot. But your heavenly father provides for them. They got what they need to eat. Now, they might dig in the ground. They might find a worm. They might get to live at somebody by, by in a tree at somebody's house like mine. I come out. I feed the birds. Nice choice bread. Right. Bird. My, the birds of mine, they're very happy. Right. They eat well. Right. You don't know how God's going to do it. But the thing is, you have to shift your mindset. Pray for understanding. Pray for the faith. To believe this, ask God to help you with your unbelief, right? So that at long last, you can really say that God is God. Amen. Is God God? Is the Lord God or is he not God? How long are you going to be of two opinions? And really, 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 like I said, this message isn't even really for those that are unbelievers. Now, those that are unbelievers in Christ, there's been a whole message laid out here for you. You can come to Christ just through this message. But it's really for the people of God. Just like when Elijah was talking, he was talking to God's people. Right? And they, they saying like the Lord is this, you know what I'm saying? They're saying the Lord is God, but Baal is also God. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Either the Lord is God or he ain't God. That's it. Ain't no two gods. Make up your mind. Is the Lord Jesus 
God? And if so, is he your God? And if he is your God, stop worrying. How do you stop worrying? Ask him for understanding. Ask him for understanding. Ask him for understanding, right? He has provided everything for you. When you understand, it's not just having knowledge. That's different. You read the scripture. You memorized the scripture. That's knowledge. You have knowledge. It's in your mind somewhere, right? Right? Wisdom comes in. Wisdom shows you how to apply the knowledge that you have. You can have a whole head full of knowledge. Like I have a whole head full of knowledge. And only recently I started seeing the Lord give me wisdom. And it was like, oh, wisdom and understanding. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like, oh, wow. I didn't even know that's that's how you're supposed to use all of that stuff. Well, I never knew. Right. Why? I didn't have the wisdom and I didn't have understanding. When you get understanding, then you get it. The scripture says, when I understood, I tore my breast. I beat my breast. Why was the person saying that? Because God gave him understanding of, of, of how he had sinned, of how he had trespassed against him. Then when he understood, not when he just had knowledge, because he probably did read the scriptures and knew, you know what I'm saying? He, he read the scriptures, but he didn't understand yet that he was in transgression. See, once he understood, his actions changed. And once you understand, your actions will change. You're not going to be worrying about stuff. You're not going to be worrying about stuff. I'm literally like walking through the day just skipping like happy and singing and whatnot. I'm literally like I was standing in the post office singing out loud. I never do that. I'm a very private person with singing. The fact that I'm sitting in the, standing in line for like 10 minutes just singing it up, do whopping it up for the Lord, right? People jamming out and everything. Why? He took the worry away from me. It's gone. He took it. And how did he take it? He gave me understanding of that matter and now I can't even worry if, if the thought pops into my mind bloop, it's gonna be gone in like a hot second it just got burned up in the fire of the Holy Ghost it's gone it's gone it's gone so I wanted to come on and I wanted to record this and give this to you guys right because you're my brothers and sisters in Christ and I don't it's not what I don't want I want you to have what I have now and the Lord God is not a respecter of persons. God's goodness, his kindness, his, one version says his kindness, one version says his goodness. I've always focused on the goodness. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. See, God shows his goodness on, on a brother or a sister, right? To show himself as who he is and to show you who he is to you. He loves you. That's why he's blessing you, right? So you can't get it twisted. It's like, look, I love you. 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 Look at all these gifts back to back to back to back to back to back to back. So when your mind tries to say, oh, Lord, you don't love me. Or when the devil tries to tell you, oh, the Lord don't love you. Uh, nah, look at all of this. Look at what he's been doing in my life. Get that junk out of here. The Lord loves me. I know the Lord loves me. The devil, use a lie. Get out of my face. I ain't going to fly, right? He loves you. He loves you, right? But another, another thing about God pouring out his goodness on a person is that other people can see God's goodness and then it draws them to him, right? God's not a respective person. I'm telling you flat out, like what he did for me, he did it to represent himself. He did it to bless me, but he also did it for you. 
So I can come and tell you. And for those people that live close enough to me and see me, you get to see me, a living testimony. You get to know like, okay, that brother is walking in joy. God is good to him, right? I've had people tell me that, man, I, I, I want God to do that with me. Listen, he will. He will. That's why he, that's one of the reasons he did it for me. So I can communicate to you the goodness of God. Amen. And you go to him. You go to him. Oh, Lord, I heard my brother Mike talking about you today. Lord, bless me. Bless me like that. He will do it. And remember, it's not always just one and done, right? Sometimes you can say a prayer to the Lord the one time and he going to be like, boom, bow, it's answered. Other times he may bless you with the privilege of seeking him on a matter. I'll say this and then I'm closing out. When I was seeking the Lord about what, what type of company to start for my first company, I prayed to the Lord like two, almost three months about the same matter. I never did that before. I, I usually only prayed one time. It's like, well, I prayed, clapped my hands. I'm done. You know, I said the prayer. I said it. And uh, I'm looking around for the Lord, wondering why I'm not seeing it manifest yet. <laughs> God is not some genie. The Lord is not a genie. You don't rub the bottle. Here, let me rub the Bible and get my get my wishes. No, it's not. That's not how he works. Right. Sometimes he may just answer your prayer immediately. Many other times he does not. He lets you seek him. And it really is for your benefit. I didn't understand that until I was praying about this. What company to start. Right. Day after day went by. It wasn't even day after day, right? Because you might come to the Lord a couple times a day and you're praying a matter. Mm, I'm not hearing anything. And then there's another day and another day and another day. It turns into weeks and weeks into months. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm still praying. But what happened blew my mind, right? I, I began to be aware of his presence, right? And then my primary reason to come to him, initially, my primary reason to seek him was what? So I could get my prayer answered. But then what started happening to me was I come to worship the Lord. What? Just to be in his presence, just to worship him. And then it was like after the fact, like towards the end, I might have been in his presence. I don't know, 15 minutes could have been 30 minutes, an hour, maybe. Right. It always varies. Right. But at the end, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Lord, that's right. And remember. You know, please give me wisdom about so-and-so. See, my whole focus changed. And yours will change too. In Hawaii, we have this thing called talk story, right? This is, you know, you're in Hawaii, you get it. You talk story. It's not about business. You, you talking. It's like on the mainland, you might call it chit-chat or we're going to catch up or whatever. You know, you're talking about stuff, right? And people at high levels in business, they don't call it talk story. But this is what it is. It's like, hey. We talk and we make the connection first. The business is already a foregone conclusion. That's a that's a bygone conclusion. We're gonna handle the business. That's we don't even gotta discuss that. We already know we're gonna handle the business. But let's talk. Hey, how you doing, man? How's your family? You know, how's your wife doing? How's your kids? You know, everything going. I know you're working out. You had that back injury, man. How's your back doing? You know, you talk story first, right? Why? Because it's already a done deal. You gonna do business. That's just that, right? And that's how it is with the Lord. 
when you seek in the Lord, I've heard Brother Eli Lasky. I never try and bite anything from anybody. Brother, Le Brother Eli Lasky, um, Prophetic Drive Time, his YouTube channel. He's a, a very accurate prophet, right? Prophet teacher, right? Some prophets get a word and they give the word and then the word manifests and that's that. Eli has that gift, but he is also a profound teacher, right? So he'll give you a word and it's like, whoa, whoa. You know, that's the way the teaching gift and prophetic gift in him manifests through the Holy Spirit. Very deep, profound teaching. But anyway, um, he was saying that, oh, man, Lord, help me with that. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Um, oh, yes, yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Because of what the Lord did. And it's the whole thing like I was just talking about. Right. He foreknew you. He justified you. He glorified you. Right. When he did his work on the cross, he said it is finished. It literally was finished. There's it's done. Everything was transferred to you. He walked it out perfectly, but he didn't necessarily receive the prize for walking it out perfectly. That was transmuted, transmitted and transmuted to you who believes in Christ. Right. So therefore, there's always a standing yes. So when the Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen, that's what it means. It's yes. It's already yes. Why? Because he already chose you. Yes, I chose you as my son. Yes, I chose you as my daughter. It's already yes. And then what? It's finished. Yes and amen. Amen is it is finished. Amen. It's done. Why? Because he already made up his mind before you was even born. It's done. I already decided. I gave you every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. I gave you the keys to the kingdom. I already adopted you as my son. I knew you was going to be doing some wicked things. But you know what? I chose you anyway. It's done on the matter. I don't already made up my mind on the matter. It's done. Daughter, I don't already chose you to be my daughter. I know the wicked things that you was doing out there. Now, I know. But you know what? I forgave you. I justified you. I done made up my mind in the matter. And that's that. You ain't going to change it. It's done. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. I've, I've given you daughter right every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms it's yours already it's yours so you don't have to come to me like oh woe begun like oh please please give it to me i already gave it to you come into my presence right worship and adore me right let's talk story why because it's already a done deal what you coming to me for it's already a yes but how you doing son how you doing daughter oh i can see you need some recharging come on in here with me come on in here with me worship 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 now the lord loves you to worship he loves it when you sing and if you can't hold a note that's okay because he said make a joyful noise unto the lord he would just be so happy you know, you see the little kids. I've got kids. They all grown now. But our kids, there was a time when they'd be making up little songs about the Holy Spirit and Jesus and stuff. They could barely carry a tune. But, you know, it was the best sound on earth. And when you come before the Lord and you sing into him, you're his child. Right. And you love him. It doesn't sound like clanging cymbals to everybody else. It might sound like clanging cymbals. But to that parent. Right. Come on. To that parent, that child sounds amazing. To your father, God, your heavenly father, right? And to the Lord, to Holy Spirit, it is beautiful. So worship him. And as you worship him, right, in his presence, his fullness of joy, sorrow and sighing, the Bible says, will flee. They'll run away from you. They'll run away from you. So your problems, 
it may not change in that moment. My situation didn't change. Over time it did. But in that moment it didn't. But you know what did change? My focus. My focus. See, when you focus on you, you're a flawed being. So when you focus on you, all you see is flaws. You're going to walk away shooketh, as they say. You're going to walk away shooketh. Because all you see is your flaws. All you see is your imperfections. All you see is your impurities, right? Your defects, your flaws, your sins, your wickedness. So yeah, you're going to come away like you ain't going to come away happy. You're just not. And there's all of these problems that you need and you're focused on these problems and problems and problems and problems. And so what? You are sinking. You're constantly sinking, right? But oh, when you come to God and you love him and you focus on him and you understand that, hey, my need is already taken care of. It's a bygone conclusion. Hey, we just going to come and talk story. And how you talk story with the Lord? Worship him. Adore him. Hallelujah. Tell him how good he is. Tell him how glad you are to serve him. Tell him what, what type of an awesome God he is and how he's been to you and oh how much you just love him. Nothing is too corny. Nothing is too sappy. Give it to him. Give it to him. And as you do that, at some point, right? At some point, it may not be the first time or the second time. Like I said, I was praying day after day after day. And then it was imperceptible. I don't remember when it shifted, but at some point, I remember thinking like, oh, wow. I almost forgot to even ask what I really wanted. Why? Because in his presence is fullness of joy. <laughs> My worry was God. I wasn't thinking about it. I was focused on him. That's how Peter started walking on the water. He was focused on him. If you are the Lord, bid me to come to you. Peter, come. Woo! He got out, started walking. And he took his gaze off of him and started focusing on who? Himself, his abilities, the situations looming around him, what was going on. And he started sinking. That is how it is. Focus on the Lord. Go ahead and go worship him. Go talk story with the Lord. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Amen. And watch what happens. Watch what he does. You're going to be blown away just like I was blown away and I'm still blown away. All right, that's it. That's it. That is it. I love you guys with the love of the Lord. Hey, remember to always submit yourself unto the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.